Hello and welcome to an, a very special episode of Rogues in the House, a podcast dedicated to the love of all things swords and sorcery. So, grab your dice bag and your coins because the rogues are at Gen Con. Oh, I am Matt John, your uh, friendly neighborhood uh, host of the Rogues in the House podcast. Uh, why am I at Gen Con? I'm here wearing many hats. No fedoras. I don't do that. Uh, I like to keep it nice and classy. I'll wear a good horned Viking helm. But the hats that I'm wearing are for Monolith Games. I'm talking A Book of Blades, which you already know because all thousands of our listeners have already bought it. And uh, I'm also here uh, supporting my friends and hanging out and having dinners and uh, some uh, vino blanco. <laughs> I'm going to pass my mic to the left. I'm Steve Diamond. Uh, I'm here at Gen Con because uh, I'm a fantasy and horror author for Bane Books. And so I'm just here, writer Symposium, meeting new good people like my, my buddy here to the right, Matt John. So it's good to be here. My name is Sean C.W. Korsgaard, longtime fan, longtime listener, first time guest. And I am an assistant editor at Bane Books as well as our media and military liaison. And I'm helping our authors here, making friends, making connections, and supporting the genre we all love so dearly. I'm Howard Jones. I'm the editor of Tales from the Magician's Skull, and I write sword and sorcery, and I just signed a contract with Bane last month for lots of sword and sorcery, which delights me. Much applause, much applause. All right, I'm uh, Jason Ray Carney, and I'm the editor of... Uh, Whetstone, uh, amateur magazine of, of sword and sorcery. Um, I'm at Gen Con participating in the Writer Symposium and uh, really happy to be here. And I'm also a very long uh, term fan of the show. So, yeah. You're the dark man, too, don't you? Yeah, whatever. You're the dark man. Uh, I, of course, am one of the rogues. I'm Dean Geiken. Um, I'm just a gamer geek and I'm kind of riding the coattails of rogues in the house being here. I'm playing some games, I'm eating some good food, meeting some cool people, getting a book signed yeah. by all kinds of cool authors. Uh, and uh, I, I won't say that I kicked Matt's ass in Conan, but we did beat him in the Conan game. Okay, okay. So, wants I think he wants to... I think there's a rebuttal. Yeah, I think there's a rebuttal. I thought we were here to be friends, Dean. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're starting with uh, such violence, but I killed Conan today. Yeah. Oh. Which is probably... Oh, hold on a second, just sit back. No, 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 yeah, no, no, see, because no. we, no. we won, did we not? We did, yeah. So uh, this is Seth Lindbergh. I sometimes go by SE. Um, uh, aspiring writer and uh, run the Goodread Sword and Sorcery Group. And I'm uh, one of the main coordinators for the Writer Symposium here. And uh, the, I got, skull, the skull's only named intern. I am the only named named intern, which <laughs> which doesn't bode well for me at, at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I'm a big sword sorcery enthusiast. That's why I got involved here. Actually, was to bring make sure we had a good uh, presence here. And you've been outsta- And you have been outstanding on that front, sir. Thank you. So uh, Matt, what are we going to do? What are we What are we here? What's this roundtable all about? Well. Uh, I kind of want to just get oh. all us folks wait, together. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 because I have a bad memory, but I, every, every now and then an axon fires up there. So, yeah, so uh, this is the first time I'm on the show, so I'm honored. I wanted yeah, to say that. Yeah, uh, that's and, right. And yeah. um, 
I was lucky enough to uh, work my way into the Book of Blades, which, uh, again, you, you, you all, you've all ordered. But you, you donated a story. Yes, correct. So you did us a favor. Yeah, but going back to how you killed Conan today. So I, I, you guys got me introduced to the Conan board game, uh, board game this morning. This is your first time playing it, right? It was. It was great. Yeah, and um, so uh, Matt was the overlord, mm-hmm. and I was on, on your team, Dean. And you were Gorm. Yes, yes. I was Conan. Yep. Jason and Nicole teamed up with Zenobia. And my buddy Jimmy McGuire, he was uh, Hadrathus. Okay. Right. Yeah, so the key thing was we, we did beat the Overlord, we even did. though Conan was sacrificed. And so, anyway, we don't need to talk to Matt anymore about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've been talking enough, and uh, I matter less than our guests because I'm a permanent fixture on the podcast. It's really nice to have uh, new members here. Um, so I think I'm actually going to pass to my left and like I want you guys to just tell me what is the most uh, sword and sorcery moment you've had thus far at Gen Con well there was this one day <laughs> early in the morning I would say you know <laughs> fresh fog on the ground Ooh. it was it was pretty great and uh, there were all these nerd gamers you know arrayed in the field <clears throat> before me yeah and so, you know, I drove them before me oh. to hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty good day, I think. Um, you know, I only killed a few of them. But, I mean, it was Gen Con. I mean, there are vendors to think of. They need to make money. And if I kill everyone, like, I mean, come on, man. What am I going to do about that? So I think that was my, uh, my best sword and sorcery moment thus far. When crushing your enemies goes too far. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I guess we could argue maybe I didn't go far enough, but whatever. <laughs> I think the most sword and sorcery moment I've had on the convention so far would have to be gathering with a group of rogues and misfits around a table of good meat, good drink, and good company, celebrating the return of the king of fantasy that we so love, sword and sorcery, as we did last night. Yeah. And a massive sh- uh, shout out to Sean for coming here and uh, being on the ground level and for Bain and supporting uh, what we're doing. Um, it's nice to hear a big publisher uh, not only giving a crap about this uh, smaller genre. I mean, I guess it's smaller. It's, it's somewhat, uh, it's more low key uh, compared to other. Um... It is the most glorious of all genres. It is the most splendid genre in the history of creation. It is I, your humble skull, the humblest of all skulls. And I am here to bestow a wondrous medal upon our only named intern. Where is the medal? Dear, dear readers. Hurry, you fools. So Quickly, I lose patience. Does this uh, ceremony involve fire? <laughs> is there going to be blood? You have not yet failed me. Your name escapes me, but I tell, I am told that you have a name, and you are the longest surviving intern. I present to you this medal. Wear it with my glorious countenance. Take pleasure. Take pleasure. Find glory soul. with my emblem upon your I'm chest. I'm terrified right now. <laughs> Go forth in glory. Thank you, Master. Rogues, share with all the world your love of sword and sorcery, the finest of all genres. So saith the skull. You may now ask of me three questions. <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> My favorite color is blood. 
What is the single greatest sword and sorcery tale you have ever read? They are too numerous to mention, you fool! <laughs> Three! Everyone's terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified to take this mic and ask this question. Who is bold enough to ask our third and final question? There is but one question remaining. Choose it well! <laughs> what is best in life? <laughs> Sword and sorcery, you fool! There is nothing greater! Matt bursts into flames. <laughs> now I must depart for wondrous realms. Carry on my good name. Spread word of my doings. Tell all that you have met me. Go forth. Sword and sorcery is greatest. Read my magazine! As the skull exits the room, let us chant. Skull. 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 I believe he's gone. That was scary. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down, but the back of my pants is... There's a, there's a lump. Oh, well. You guys didn't warn me this was gonna happen. Yeah. Also, Howard left. I don't know what happened. What the hell? Didn't he have an appointment? right here, guys. Oh, there he is. Oh, you missed the skull. Well, Terrifying fellow. Well, I have to deal with him on a weekly basis. So, how do you do it? How do I deal with the skull? We both share a love of sword and sorcery. It comes easily to me. Yeah, I, 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 I froze and asked stupid questions. And I... <laughs> Happens it, to the best of us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Listeners, uh, we want to point out a few things. We don't have any creeps who watch because, well, we don't have video. But uh, I am wearing a, a magician skull intern shirt. I'm not even an intern, so that's probably heresy Good to cover. begin with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also uh, there's a spot to put your number, and I did not put my number, which I think is the only reason I'm still alive. Uh, another thing, we will post a picture of this. But uh, Seth has received an intern of the year medal, heavy bronze bastard. Um, it's a fine piece of work. So I think not only will he not die... I think this is my last day. We should point out that it has the skull's face on it featured most prominently. Oh, yes. I mean, it's mostly about the skull's face. Intern of the Year is in much smaller lettering. Right. Yeah. Right. It's really about the skull. Yeah, the skull's... He's a good advertiser. That's, uh, that's, good, that's good marketing, frankly. So, uh, we, we missed uh, what Howard's most sword and sorcery thing Yeah, what's the most sword and sorcery oh. thing that happened for you so far at the con, Howard? The most sword and sorcery thing, my goodness, being on so many cool sword and sorcery panels and getting to discuss the, the stuff we love, and then uh, hanging out at the Goodman Games booth and seeing eight glorious issues of <clears throat> The Magician's Skull. We just uh, printed issue eight. Well, you know what? We're on a radio show, so me, me <laughs> holding hold it up. up. Anything and we I can hold up anything. Look, it's it's beautiful. It's the best wow. thing I've seen. It's actually it's actually a Ken Kelly cover. It's one of the uh, last. We we hope to have him to do uh, more, but of course, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, so. Well, that's a that's a somber note. Yeah, and it's I mean, what a privileged thing to have. Uh, one of the final Ken Kelly pieces. Who obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who he is. And uh, yeah. That's a big deal. Um, yes, sir. And if I may, Howard, I think the other big moment for you might just be, it's certainly glad in my heart every time you mention that Lord of a Shattered Land is coming next year. Hearing the cheers from the crowd certainly has been one of my moments. What about you? 
Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Midwesterner guy, and so uh, I feel really awkward saying that uh, hearing people talk about my book is exciting, but it's, it's really exciting. You know, I wrote that thing without a contract. I didn't know if anyone was going to want it, and the reception at Bain and how much they loved it, uh, I'm, I'm still pinching myself. I, I gave him one book and um, proposed proposed the outlines for two and said, but I, can, I think I can write at least five, and they signed me for five hardback wow. books. Guys, that doesn't happen. I was going to say, that, that has to be unusual, right? Yeah, that, that really doesn't happen, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, when, when, you, when you get a contract, generally your first contract with a new publisher, whether you're established like Howard is or new like I was, your first contract's usually one book, maybe two. And so for Howard to sign a five-book deal, dude, man, guys, that's a big deal. That's awesome. And I can't, of course, share some of the internal discussions surrounding the book or some of our... But I will say some of the talk around Hanervar and our plans for it, they certainly put a smile on my face, and I can't wait to share the news as I'm allowed to. So uh, let's pass it over to Jason. What have you been doing that's all sword and sorcery? Uh, let me think. So I stayed up until about 11. That's Ooh. pretty sword and sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't take my multivitamin one day. Uh, oh boy, you're uh, hardcore. And uh, so we had a dinner last night, um, and uh, there were, it was a, a veritable battle of the bands. There was um, karaoke on one side, and then the bar was like blasting, um, you know, Bon Jovi. Uh, and uh, we were screaming at each other. And, so. and Def Leppard. Don't yeah. Sitting there, I was just yeah. living on a prayer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it felt like the... Not riding a highway to hell? <laughs> was the, this at a bar? Yeah, it was just like one of those bars in um, Robert E. Howard stories, like a wine soak and dancing... Um, scantily clad ladies, and you know, where was my invitation to all this crap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just keeps coming. You gotta get in the inner circle of the skull, Dean. Apparently so. I guess I'm just on the outside, just looking well, in. I wasn't there either. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's because. But I've been, I see. I see where we rate. Yeah. That's right. So. So my uh, most uh, sword sorcery or heroic moment. I, I think well, it might be kind of a general feel. So for me. Um, uh, one reason why I'm attracted to a lot of these people on, on this panel is this idea of, of building a community. Is one reason why I got involved and, and I'm now leading the, um, or was a co-leader of this, this symposium. Uh, but uh, I, I was not able to meet many of you guys in person until now. And so having not only to meet uh, a lot of you uh, in person, but also at the same time, and also for the, the same purpose, is, is pretty freaking cool. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, and I, yeah, I want to keep. Building the community in different ways. So I love the, I love the podcast. And we, now, the, the most vivid thing I saw was uh, the, uh, the skull come out of the uh, Goodman Games Ziggurat, which was, uh, we got that on video. We and did. That, was, that, was, that was really, really cool. Um, so I, I think I can, re- can I re- re- so I, I got access briefly to the inside of, of, of and, uh, and you have your sanity. I, I, no, no, I vandalized it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> and, no, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I, I had to leave some graffiti and I left. So we'll see what, what Joseph thinks about that. But you mean the most glorious moment wasn't when you just got a medal from the skull? You don't, don't, yeah. Well, I was leading up to that. No, 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 I was leading up to that. I'm starting to feel a little sweat yeah. <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> the flames. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, the most sword and sorcery moment for me, I don't know. I've been, again, I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of different things uh, for a lot of different reasons this time. Um, it's been overwhelming, but it's been awesome the entire step of the way. 
I know it sounds cheesy, but it really, the best part is meeting uh, you folks in the flesh, spending some time, swilling some wine, and uh, that's fantastic. I would say the, uh, probably one of the highlights was um, the party put on by Heroic Signatures yes. uh, cabinet, uh, Fred Momberg and Jay and Steve, uh, through the party, and just the amount of cool people in a uh, short amount of time that we got to kind of talk shop with was uh, was a privilege and an honor. Um, and it was like that height of decadence, right? Where you could see Conan rolling in there and scoffing while we all made the uh, plans on how to uh, uh, get people's money. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. No, it was honestly a great social event and... Um, well, it was full of people who love Conan and Robert E. Howard and sword and sorcery in general. And, yeah. Um, you know, all the people who were making plans were also in love with it, so... Yeah. Yeah. How much can you say... Can you give us any information from that meeting that may... Tell us about the Care Bears crossover, or... Did... <laughs> <laughs> so... We're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> uh, Care Bears share a lesson in caring is a new sort of sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, what Howard says is uh, absolutely true, and it's funny, you go to a party like that, and I imagine in other kind of circles, the business talk would stop, or, or the topic would, would change, but we're all just like nerding out about cool things that we all dig. Um, and, and one thing I would say, too, to the listeners who obviously like sword and sorcery and all things Conan adjacent, all of us know each other now. So, like, uh, Jim Zub was there, um, and... Uh, oh my god, like everyone, all, all the different publishers, people from Gale Force 9, uh, people from Monolith, people from Modiphius, um, god, uh, anyways, they all had, um, they all showed their passion. The and, links have been forged, and yeah, so now... Yeah, and it kind of started with what we were calling Conan Camp, uh, we had Matt Murray on the last um, episode, and it's, we can all kind of reach out to each other, so as far as like keeping things on brand and keeping things connected is going to be exceedingly easy. Um, so the future's bright. I also had a meeting with Jay and uh, Fred and Steve about what we're gonna do with the Monolith game. Um, I can't divulge much. I can just say that all of the things I have wanted to do with it since I came on board in, I don't know, 2016, uh, I'm gonna be able to do. Uh, so kick ass. Mr. Diamond. Yeah. You're on the spot. I'm on the spot. Oh, don't, yeah. don't do it. You know, <laughs> I, I, for me, one of the awesomest things about all of this has been, um, again, you know, I love sword and sorcery just like the rest of us. Um, I tend to trend a little bit, uh, lean a little bit harder into the horror aspect of it. Hell yeah. And, and, and that was, I think that was the thing that, that you and I bonded over almost instantly yeah. was, was this love of horror that we have. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Jason and I were on a panel talking about it and Seth and I have been talking about it all weekend and Howard, of mm -hmm. course, and, and, and of course, uh, Sean over here. Um, man, I just, I just love horror. I love the stakes that it brings to all these, to all these wonderful stories that we read. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that I love this wonderful contrast that, that sword and sorcery brings with horror, mm -hmm. and it's the it's the contrast of the, the the dire with the heroic with the horrific, yeah. And and I just can't get enough of it, and that, and that's why I'm, man, I'm I'm just so happy and so pleased to have to have met some of you guys, and to to actually be able to 
you know, talk about all this stuff. And so, man, man, this has just been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad. Thank, thank you so much for having me on the show. How have, I was going to ask, because I've not been to your panels, how have the, how have the panels been going for you? Have they been very well attended and, and everything? I mean, you want to speak on? Oh, yeah, they've been uh, really well attended, a lot of interesting questions. There's, you know, questions up until the very end. Um, some, like, in, insightful commentary. I mean, uh, we had a, a panel on um, the uh, um, Sword and Sorcery Renaissance, which mm-hmm. was, was, was really interesting. And then we had an earlier panel. Um, what was the topic on that one? You, you, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, back to pulp. And even though it was, we, we started talking about pulp in this more generic sense. We ended up talking about sword and sorcery. Too, so. <laughs> always, yeah. always pushing it back towards where your, your love's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, this microphone was very hot, and I had to hand it away. To <laughs> <laughs> Much like a camera in front of Jason, a microphone must make him uneasy. I just wanted to uh, say something, jumping off what uh, Mr. Diamond was saying here. Um, like, Jay Ray and Howard uh, have been on the show before, um, but yes, we're here for the special episode, but all three of uh, you gentlemen uh, are obviously welcome on the show. We've got a lot of interviews coming up. We've kind of switched the show more to an interview format, e- even if we're not like saying, who are you, what do you do? but even just having an additional person on to talk shop about things. Um, so yeah, I hope you'll join us uh, sometime throughout the next year. And uh, I also hope this time next year we're going to be doing the same shit. Hey? Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have it any other way, especially because, as you hinted at before, Bane has some very big plans on the sword and sorcery front coming over the next year. We have a new PC Hodgel, Ken Syrath book coming out in October, but especially, ne- and of course, Steve Diamond and Larry Korea's Servants of War this past March. But next year, I have said repeatedly, and I know this goes from me, the newbie at Bane, all of the way to the top with Tony, the love for sword and sorcery in the Bane offices and among the Bane authors is sincere. We want to see the genre thrive. We want to see it grow. And... While seeing the Renaissance has been lovely, to quote one of my favorite poets, don't call it a comeback. Bane's been here for years. Rocking my beers, throwing suckers in fear. <laughs> but especially next year, though, we are really putting together some special stuff. From Tim Akers, one of our outstanding fantasy authors, we're kicking off a new series of his with a book called Wraithbound. And for all of you folks listening at home, Google that title and then look in awe at the cover we have for it. We have the latest of the Forgotten Warrior Saga from Larry Correa, also coming out in April, Tower of Silence. And for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, the the Forgotten Warrior Saga is one of the series that made me fall in love with Bane. So if it does half of that for you, you'll see what... It's one of the best works of the genre anywhere today. I can't say another author we have signed who has a book coming out in May, but I can say it's a twist on European folklore that involves elves as they should be, evil as hell. (laughs) From DJ Butler, we have the new Indrajit book coming in July. Uh, Between Princesses and Other Stories for all of our Sword and Planet fans. And of course, last but never least... 
We have Howard Andrew Jones giving the first Hanover book, Lord of a Shattered Land, and I couldn't be prouder that the first book that I recommended up the chain, that was signed up the chain, was yours, Howard. Well, I'm delighted. I think Steve wanted it, though. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, I'm, I'm at Howard at an event like this. Yeah, so at, at, at Gen Con, I think yeah. it was 2017. And, you know, m much, like, much like how Jason and I got to know each other on a horror panel um, a couple days ago, um, it, it's funny, right? Like, you end up on a panel, and somehow you just become instant friends with people. Yep. They click with you. Even if, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, with Howard and I, it just clicked instantly. Yep. And who would have thought that all those years ago we would be... Uh, end up on like a similar publisher, to, the same publisher together, mm -hmm. you know, sitting around, you know, you know, terrified that the school's going to come and emulate us at any moment <laughs> together. You know, I think that's why we're all huddled together so close is that, you know, there's this, there's this strange heat coming off of Seth. I don't know what it is, but, um, I mean, we're using, it, we're using it to warm our hands and stuff. Um, but man, it's, I, I, I just love the connections that we make and, and meeting really good people like you all. It's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, my first time coming here was in 2018, and I had been reading uh, Desert of Souls. Uh, I believe I had been reading it prior to. Anyways, I knew who Howard was. And uh, I stopped by the Goodman Games booth, and I think it was Skull issue one and two were out at that time. And I was like, holy shit, this magazine looks cool. And I was like, Maybe someday, maybe someday I could, I could be in it. And uh, I mean, I've said this to all of you uh, over the weekend, but like, you know, I've done some cool things that I'm proud of and that kind of blew my mind working on Conan products, et cetera, et cetera. But having sold that story to a discerning editor was the ultimate feather in my cap. Uh, and so, God damn it, read Tales from the Magician Skull. And uh, here's, here's something I could say, is that uh, three of us sitting here are going to be in the skull soon. So uh, Jason, Seth, and Matt all have stories coming up very soon. And uh, hopefully, hopefully others of us at some point here soon as well. Stop looking at me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to sacrifice to the skull? <laughs> wanted to relate a little story since we're on the whole idea of connecting up with people. Uh, it was 20... When were you here? 2018? I think it's 2018. 2018. I had purchased the Conan board game and such. And I'm looking around for Monolith and who was it with at that point? Uh, it was... Conan? Yeah. Yeah, well, Monolith and Modiphius for the RPG. Right, yeah. So I, I finally find the booth. And I see this guy standing there and he's got his arms crossed. And he didn't look like he wanted to talk to anybody. <laughs> He didn't look like he wanted to talk to anybody because like, he had been. I was like, talking about Jason. No, no. Jason Kearney no. had a rage against the machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm I'm wanting to talk. I'm wanting to talk Conan, and what I find instead is I I meet Matt John. He's the representative there, and I'm trying to talk, and he gives me a little bit of a you know information and whatnot. Well, lo and behold, what three f years later. You start a podcast, Rogue in the House, mm. and now I'm on that podcast. Yeah. And I just think the whole the way the, the whole circle thing comes together here with this group of people who are all in love with the sword and sorcery genre. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't write. You know, I'm an audio guy, I'm a radio yes. guy, I'm a gamer, I'm a geek. But, you know, I love reading the stuff. 
Right. And if you guys are in charge of reading this stuff and putting out the new stuff, I feel good about where it's going to go yes. and where the game's going to go. And, we, you know, the potentially video entertainment and, you know. It feels like, like there's it feels like there's some real synergy happening here, that there's people who've been excited about it for a long time and that uh, uh, I'm not sure why, but finally maybe it's getting a chance to get a little bit bigger and um, maybe people are tired of the same flavors. These flavors have always been accessible, but some of the other flavors have been much more accessible than this one. And I think people maybe want more of a change of pace. Yeah, something, a couple things come to my mind about that. And as I'm thinking about it, actually, um, <clears throat> a lot of us here actually had a big role in, in developing some new communities that are, are converging in different yeah. Um, yeah. I could go on for a long time, uh, but I guess in short, you have the other podcast, right, which is awesome. Uh, Jason, the Whetstone has been incredible the last couple of years, not only in the, uh, the, 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 uh, the work in the magazine, but the Discord channel that came with it. And so... Um, um, between we, we, should, we should compliment that, that Whetstone Discord that you've developed. It is a real fine gathering point. That is probably the best watering hole for discussion about sword and sorcery on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's any doubt of that. Yeah. Well, can I just... Yeah. Oh, no, well, yeah, we'll get Jason on it. And I was thinking the... Um, I mean, I got inspired uh, a long time ago to help build a community, too, through Goodreads, but uh, mm -hmm. for the Sword and Sorcery, which is a different type of pacing of interaction and a bit more with reviews. But that actually came out of um, around 2010, I and, and both. And it is still going strong. It's going strong, yeah. but it, 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 I want to call out uh, Pericles, who's uh, he's from Greece, but he actually heard some podcasts uh, from the World, World Fantasy Convention. So at the time, Howard, you were still part of, uh, well, you still, but you were, Black, you were pushing Blackgate Magazine a lot when it was there. Um, I, I learned about the hard copy of Blackgate during that, which was unfortunately like right before one of the last <laughs> last, last issues. Issue, yeah. No, but I was so inspired. I mean, I got I got that magazine and wanted to build up a community. But um, through through very uh, I don't know I don't know how we call it. <laughs> try to think of the right word. Anyway, Pericles and I actually he started the, the Goodridge group, and, and I, I latched on. We didn't know we were both actually inspired by the same like event until recently. No, uh, cool. I was uh, I was. Um, preparing one of the panels where James Gates is on it, and she's actually she's done a lot of work with Black Eight. Um, I've been at Black Eight now as well, but I, I looked up information on, on the Sword and Sorcery Renaissance and uh, renew, you know, the, and she has been um, in the community, but also uh, interviewing people on panels and stuff on the same topic for for many years, and um, and and uh, that was was one of her podcasts that Pericles actually heard, <laughs> and so like within the last couple of days, I keep like you know a lot of us actually were inspired by each other like 10 years ago and didn't even know it. But, but I think what seemed about now, so in this very room, we have people like Howard, you go between the tales and everything you've done in the past, uh, the Discord channel and Whetstone with you, me and Goodreads and some other stuff, you guys in your podcast. I, one thing that draws us together is that we actually all like uh, want to build the community as much as we want to create art, and, 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 but we're actually doing it at the same time in the same place and we're not doing it separately. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's what people are starting to pick up on. Yeah, I think... I think that's that's a, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's a really good point. We're trying to do outreach. We want more people to come join us. We're not saying you can't come in. This is only our special thing. We're like, hey, come join us. This is cool. See what we're doing. Do it too. No gatekeepers allowed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, gatekeeping. There's no gatekeepers. Exactly. The irony. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> I understood. 
it, it does feel, from my perspective, it feels like it's not, it's not just synergy. It seems like almost critical mass, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. like I was reading a uh, book of blades on the flight to Gen Con and I was reading Logan's story and I'm like, that's an awesome story. I was reading Seth's story. That's an awesome story. I was reading Howard's story. It's like, it's interesting. It, it seems like, you know, th- um, something is gelling and I'm, I'm not sure, you know, why or how, but it definitely is. So, yeah. I hate to say this, but I've got another interview like uh, four hotels over and I'm well, going to have to split. Okay. I, I, but I also want to point out, we actually have a listener to the podcast yeah. in this room. Who is a fan of the podcast and also a fan of you authors who have uh, published in this book. And so he's here for some autographs. So I want to make sure that you get that autograph over there before he or before you cut out. So, But it's really kind of cool. Michael Coker is here. He also is a GM for a game that I play with him. It's called Never Going Home. And it's a horror... um, uh, yeah, I know, as soon as you were talking about horror, I know you need to talk to him. It's called Never Going Home. It's World War One based, where the veil has been split. And, dude, you need to go talk to Michael. Michael, you want to come over and talk a little bit about what Never Going Home you can take, is? You can take Howard's spot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Are you giving the microphone? You're ready to talk. Yeah. So uh, I met your pen or? Uh, right there is good. Yeah. So I met Dean. Uh, I think through the fans of Gen Con. Yeah. And we reached out and have played that online. It's a small company called The Wedding Games. They're out of Louisville. And uh, Dean and his crew has uh, gone through the trenches a few times with me. It's World War I with a cult twist, very user-friendly, a lot of GM improv thrown in. And so, uh, you know, I'm very pleased for letting me be the fly on the wall here. So thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, need, I need a little bit of clarification. Yeah. Okay, so I, I I missed the part. Is this is this a video game or a board game? It's a role playing game. Role playing game? Yeah. Okay. Role playing game called Never Going Home. Never going home. And where is it? Wedding games. It's like uh, twenty seven hundred all the way at the back wall. Of, oh, you're thinking the exhibit hall? Okay. Booth what? Twelve sixty three. Twelve sixty three. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, as soon as you guys started talking about it, I was like, I need to like point this out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to sorry to derail that. But. Congratulations. Say, well, say I'm that just again? a volunteer. In 2019, the artist, a very talented young man, uh, Charles Ferguson Avery, got nominated for any for the artwork for that. Hey. We want to thank Howard Jones for uh, uh, being here for the time that you were able to. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's great to see all of you again. And I will be back. I'll see you at the Shindig tonight. And there's another panel at 5 about yeah. uh, here. Uh, same pull same past each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Same I'll fun. be back. Bye, Howard. <laughs> Well, I had a thought about something I wanted to say. Oh, uh, yeah, well, it just reminds me, um, the amount of uh, <laughs> just fans of things that uh, I've run into, people from Conan Gaming Group, I just bumped into a guy on the way here. Uh, God, there's so many names flying around, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'll, I'll post a picture, we took a selfie, and uh, I'll put that on Conan Gaming Group. But it's, it's such an awesome spot to come here and meet up with people who have you know, they dig the things that you're doing and they tell you about it. I would say that that's catnip for creators, man. If, if do, it, do not feel like you should not approach someone, like grab me by the neck and talk to me if you, if you need, because I'm like, oh yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of personal. <laughs> Sorry. So much violence. Yes. Um, How <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my! It's, uh, 
There's a whole new it's aspect of Jason that we've not seen. There's no way this room of dudes yeah. is not going to start. This, this explains why you don't have a shirt on right now. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> that is also why I baby oiled myself before I came here. It's getting weirder by the second phase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reach out and talk to the creators. But I'd also say, too, the importance of networking and actually going to an event and talking to people, um, that's how things happen, right? Um, like since 2018 and then especially this time here, meeting people, that's how things are going to happen. So if you're like, I don't know if I want to go to cons or if you're a creator of any kind, get involved, talk to people. I mean, I mean that, that's how it got published. Yeah. Was, was going to cons. I met I met Tony Weisskopf, the owner and head head honcho over at Bain at a con. Yeah, I met you know my best friend Larry Curry, who I co-wrote Servants of War with mm-hmm. at a con. Mm-hmm. I met all of you guys at a con. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a common theme here. I don't know if you've caught it yet, but um, <laughs> go to a con. I think that's what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So, man, that personal touch. You you like. Like, look, Matt, you and I could have been emailing back and forth for, yeah. like, weeks and weeks and weeks, right? Yeah. And we would not have connected nearly as quickly as we did over, over dinner and then at a party. 100%. I remember after, <laughs> yeah, after you and I were talking there, it was like, uh, I had even forgotten your name. And I was like, guy at the glasses. <laughs> Jill and I were both like, yeah, man, we really enjoyed talking to that guy. <laughs> and so... Yeah, you got to get out. You got to have the conversations, and likewise with uh, Sean as well. Like, I, I want to put a special shout out to Bane. I mean, I, I knew of Bane. I remember seeing all the wicked covers, um, you know, in jealousy-inducing covers. Um, but it's just such a testament that a buying five books from an author, like you say, that's that's that doesn't happen. Um, but also. These guys are serious about sword and sorcery. Sean's here. He's been hanging out the entire time. He's been, we've been whining and dining. We've been attending the same events. And uh, it's very clear that this is for the, for the good product. It's not, uh, mm-hmm. it's not coming in trying to like steal the people's work. And uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> which, which books can we get to turn a quick dollar? It's, you know, it's clearly for the love. And I do want to point out, Howard did the hard part writing a very good book. It's very easy. Hey, let's, let's not. I mean, he's, he's not here. He's not here. We he don't have. <laughs> talk no, smack it's... about him. <laughs> the love of the genre, like we, I'm an avid reader of Whetstone, Tales of the Magician's Skull, and of course, even before I joined Bane, little under a year ago, diehard fan of the genre, but. I've learned something every day on the job in the Bane offices, but the love of the genre, and especially of sword and sorcery, from top to bottom is sincere within the office. One of the funniest things to see, just over the past few months I've worked in the we started getting Tales of the Magician's Skull sent to the office, and any time it is, it's a rush to see who can steal the copies first. And usually our editor-in-chief, Tony, wins. I think she may have the... She may be the biggest fan of the skull on the planet, certainly toward the top. But we do love the genre. We're a firm believer that a rising tide raises all boats. We don't want to be the one and only presence in sword and sorcery. We we certainly don't mind being the tip of the spear, Mm -hmm. but we want the skull to have its place, for Waystone to have its place. For readers from all of us to turn to each other because good sword sorcery is like good pizza or good beer. As long as there's more of it, 
<laughs> good, good food metaphors. A good spear, a weapon metaphor to go with the uh, genre. But we, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. It just, we really would like to see if we can do more for the genre. And to all of you listening at home, we're putting our money and our books where our mouth is. Support the product, even if it's tales, if it's Bane's authors, if it's hell, even if it's one of Tor's authors. <laughs> Okay, okay, but <laughs> support what you want to love, and we'll make the magic happen where we can. Yeah, and, and what I was going to say is, you almost seemed apologetic at using the platform there. Use the platform, and that's what's really working out so well now, is that we've, uh, again, yeah, we're, we're on the same page, we're all connected, so... We're getting to where I think we're at where we wanted to be, and let's just see what we can do. Um, if there's no other like, when I see, when I see a large banner of our beloved Conan the Barbarian at Gen Con, bigger than life, advertising a new game, and there's stacks of a game like that. For me, I know it's not got anything to do with you know necessarily uh, books and such, but there's a lot of writing that goes into that a lot of production that goes in to me as a gamer that's going to be the pinnacle oh it, it all comes yeah it all, it all comes, comes it all it's all part of the same mix oh, yeah you're referring to hero quest right <laughs> no i'm referring to conan there's a conan poster no when i see when one see. when i see one okay, that will be the no but you, you haven't been at your booth for three <laughs> days man <laughs> no what i'm saying is that i'm looking forward to that time <laughs> By when, the way, yeah. I'm looking forward to that time when Conan the Barbarian is once again in front of people's eyes, bigger than life, at a place like Gen Con. Did you know that there's a Conan board game? Yeah, I heard. I heard it sucks. And uh, some goddamn hack is... It's better, it's better when you win. Yeah, I, I hate that game. I mean, if you're better at the game, you would have uh, won. And... All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of that, that, that's kind of what I wanted to transition to. Unless uh, anyone has something else they want to say about sword and sorcery, um, I would like to know. We're, we're at a gaming convention. What cool gaming elements, uh, games that you've seen? What are you excited about? We'll start over here to my left with Mr. Diamond. Well, now I'm excited about this this never going, never home, going home day. <laughs> Good freaking grief! I mean, what time is it? You have. Do I have time? I, I probably have time to run over there and you grab do. it. Just go and buy one of everything. I know that, right? Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 actually very excited about that because the the book that that I wrote for for Bane, it's World War One trench warfare fantasy, and so like dark fairy tales. Like you know, I always pitch it as like The Witcher meets 1917. Ooh, and so, nice. like, I, I love, I like, I love that stuff. And and my the reason that me and my co-author Larry Korea wrote it was because there was a lack of it in the market. And so all of a sudden, I say this, and then and then you guys are like, hey, guess what, Steve? And there, you know, there's this game called Never Going Home. That's totally what you should be buying right now. Um, I bought that. Um, gosh, I that honestly, that's probably the thing I'm the most excited about. Suddenly, <laughs> this is my first Gen Con. And I'll be the first to admit I've been blown away by almost every aspect of it, whether it's been putting faces to names of some of the people who have loved this genre, certainly longer than I've been in the industry, but who love it as much as I, as I do. In some cases, maybe more than I do. Meeting some of the people behind some of the, 
some of my favorite games, whether it be the folks at Goodman Games, Catalyst Game Labs. I got to talk to the guys who designed Battletech over the weekend. I got to... There are some outstanding artists, game designers, talents here, and like, I got to have a drink paid for by the guy who holds the rights to the Robert E. Howard estate. Yeah. And you mentioned that party where everybody, game designers, publishers, authors, and here I am, the young gun at Bain Books, new to the industry, intimidated as hell. And <laughs> And I say that as somebody who, as a reporter, has interviewed two U.S. presidents. But one of the game designers in the room kind of, you know, picked me out of the crowd and kind of, I guess, figured I was intimidated. He walked up and said, you know, I just told him, that man there, that's the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. That's Fred Malmberg. Mm-hmm. And here I am. I'm, I'm just some new guy. And he pointed out, yes, but you were here. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible feeling. Yeah. But that, that passion and love for everything that you've, like you said, the networking. Yeah. We were all among friends here. It, it's worth mentioning that I have not had one experience with an unkind person at this con yet. It's I mean, been nothing but Give me awesome. a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> give me a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and just to give credit where it's due, for this is your first year running the writer's track for Gen Con, correct? Yeah, there, there is a group of uh, about six of us. But yeah. Well, you guys for did a really good job. One really, of the, really good job. I've been attending cons for years. You have done an outstanding job, and I can't wait to see what you guys do with it next. Take a bow. You should be proud. Thank you. What about you, Jason? Well, uh, I guess I can talk about some things that I, yeah. I bought. Um, yeah. I got a... Go for it. There's a um, Gen Con exclusive module at Goodman Games. It's Ooh, a, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I forget the title of it, but it's a very like Halloween-themed. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, I'm totally going to play that with my campaign at home. Excellent. And um, I got a, some uh, DCC funnel character, uh, like a, um, a tablet of zeroth-level characters, where like you... You know, like lottery tickets, you scratch off the, you know, so rather than make a character because they're, they die so quickly in the funnel, you just scratch off the stuff, you know, so it's a, a pad. But um, got a, the um, Cubicle 7 um, uh, Warhammer 40K role-playing game, which I'm really excited about. Um, you do a lot of role-playing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the gaming world. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, uh, the other world, too. <laughs> Both worlds. Okay, put the shirt back on, right? Yeah. You want some of my oil? Why are you wearing a maid's outfit? <laughs> What do you think? Uh, you want the microphone? Is it safer not to hold the microphone? Are you good there? Right, Sean, just, Sean's got something here. Since there's no video for all of the listeners at home, yes, we are all as muscular as Frank Rosetta paintings. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do it. I, I want to ask Jason a question. Okay. Have you, did you sign up for any like, scheduled events, or have these all been demo-type stuff? Uh, all demo. Um, I waited to the last minute and I didn't sign up for games. But. That's one of the things that if you... I've been coming to Gen Con for 15. This will be my 16th year here. And, it, and that's nothing. Jimmy McGuire, who we played Conan with this morning, 44 years at Gen Con. Wow. Yeah, yeah 44 he's, years. He's a sprightly looking dude <laughs> for, for having been here 44 yeah. years. Yeah, he was doing it when it was up in Wisconsin. But anyway, um, you should really sign up sometime mm-hmm. for the games because that's one of the cool things about being at Gen Con. Is, like you said, you meet people. 
And you'll end up seeing them again in another game somewhere down the line, if not the same weekend next year or the year after that and stuff like that. But my big thing is going to the demo hall, not the demo hall, but the expo hall, checking out the games that are of interest and doing some of those demos. Um, I'm pretty particular about my games now. I used to just throw money at the expo hall and say, have at it. Give me something. I've only purchased one game so far this year, and it had to hit all of the stuff. So, yeah. So uh, I've been pretty good about it. But I just enjoy, you know, being at Gen Con is meeting and greeting and just playing the games. That's what I'm here for. Thanks. I might have a shout-out to the guys who uh, introduced me to Gen Con uh, about five or six years ago. So I got a buddy of mine, Dirk DeMoscow, and uh, David Silver. I do Aikido with them. But they, they used to – I was really envious of them, like, uh, five, ten years ago. Because they would spend like a whole week up here, and, and we like similar stuff. But uh, <clears throat> I was like, "How do you guys get like permission from the family?" And then, you know, do you, <laughs> of course, a lot of times they they, they, uh, they would bring their family, or they'd be involved. That's the way you do it. You bring the family, I mean, and it is, it is actually very family oriented. Mm-hmm. But I kept still thinking, like, dude, I mean, it's four days. What the hell do you do for four days? Even if you even if you like something, so of course they did this. this uh, they gave me the advice of just come up once, you know. So I did that like one Saturday, and then I was like, "All right." That, Okay, now I get it. Okay, so, <laughs> I mean, uh, they get about 55,000, 60,000 people easily. I think we got about 55,000 people uh, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. That they usually go maybe closer to 70 uh, uh, a couple years back as a peak. Uh, so that's enormous. So, like, the Rider Symposium here might be a couple. Well, depends how you count unique visitors, but uh, maybe one to 2,000-ish, which is actually a very good size small symposium. And it is actually, like, the fly on the wall of everything else going on around here. Like there's a film festival and all this other stuff. So there is actually so much to do. And everyone has, like, this fear of missing out because you know there's so much to do. But you also have a you, lot of FOGO. Or yeah, not FOGO, yeah, FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. Because you want to spend, you know, like three, three hours playing a game or something. <laughs> yeah, FOGO's the meal. <laughs> FOGO. Yeah. Get that meat. FOGO de chow. So it could be really hard to set aside some time to play like three hours and go, man, if I, if I stay here, I'm missing this interview and this panel and this. And at some point, you got, you got to say, you know what? Uh, you're missing a hundred things. You just pick one and you try to stick with it for three or four hours and you go on to the next. But, and that's why in the end of a few days, you actually may only do like I don't know, maybe a dozen things and you missed three more dozen. But there's just so much going on. Uh, it's, it's just it's really, really impressive. So. Matt saw my schedule. Yeah. When I have, I have my schedule down to a T. <clears throat> and I book very heavily. So I can do all of those things mm-hmm. that I want to do. But I still, like you said, I'm still missing so much. Right. Yeah, I, I started feeling that way uh, as well. I mean, I've been busy the entire time. I've had the most I've had for a gap in anything is about an hour, um, which then I'll go look at the exhibition hall or something. Um, but honestly, I have no regrets about the time spent. So um, it's been dope. Uh, games I bought, though, there's a... Uh, I, I love that uh, Goodman Games had a quick start for Dungeon Crawl Classics. Picked that up. I mean, for free. I picked up three issues of the Magician's Skull. I did not have um, one thing that got me really excited. So Alex, uh, our our previous host, who needs to come back and do our episode on Willow because we're the only two that like it. Um, you hear that, Alex? Easy, easy. Yeah, I like Willow. Okay, good. You can come for the Willow episode if you want. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyways, Alex, a few years back. Uh, was talking about Morkborg, this uh, this mm-hmm. this funky RPG game, and so I had uh, I'd had a look at it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. 
anyways, I got here, saw it at the booth, picked it up, um, and my god, it is, it is probably the coolest RPG book I have seen in a very long time. It's very system light, um, and it's almost, it's an experience. It's not like reading a rule book at all. It's this sexy little uh, hardcover thing with this very black metal look, um, and I, I basically fell in love with this thing. And the way that they um, have the content too, you've got your core book, but your, your rules are literally like a sheet. So this is not a game where you have to spend the weekend prepping. Um, you can, I mean, I felt like I could play it after, you know, 20 minutes. And uh, so that is something I'm really excited about and it might be the thing that gets me back into playing some RPGs because they're just such a, a bear to prep and to get people together. Um, anyways, big shout out to, uh, to that game. And also it was really nice meeting the guys who, uh, who put it together. They're walking around and they're like, black metal regalia. Uh, it's, it's pretty dope. <laughs> I'm thinking about the game's um, connection here. So uh, I, like many people, have an addiction to these kind of boutique board games. I mean, Conan would be included, uh, but there's, there's a lot of others. I, I, I have many in my house, but um, one of the things I enjoyed seeing was uh, the Dawn of Madness game from Dimension Games. Um, I actually had Byron leave it. He does the narrative uh, writing for that on, on our panel. So, so it was a it's a really cool dungeon crawl. Um, I, I'm, I'm uh, waiting Lobotomy 2, which is an asylum crawler um, coming in sometime. And um, anyway, <clears throat> there's a, a lot of the games I'm getting are, are Kickstarter focused, and a lot of the, many of those groups have a, a booth here. And sometimes you can see their pre production stuff, or like I did last year in Gen Con, there's several I missed, and, and the creators are here still pitching the extra leftovers. And um, like last year, I got the Night Cage, which is a great. Uh, claustrophobic kind of a uh, <clears throat> cooperative uh, escape the escape the board type of game. Did you say night cage? Night cage, yeah. The, the, Badass. Uh, the whole That's thing a is sweet cover. Yeah, it does. Uh, the whole the whole premise is you're you're trapped in this kind of a uh, cave uh, of oblivion, and your your candles are burning out. I've got know? that game. It, it is, is amazing. It is a great thematic game. You yeah, turn the lights down in yes, the house, and yeah. you just you illuminate the board game with yeah. the. With yeah. candles, and they actually have an app that has like this creepy ass music as you're playing the game, yeah. and the yeah. foreboding and it's the great. dread of what's coming oh, next it's really is fun. It's amazing. Really, it's really, it comes with meatballs. I got the extra little. Yeah, but it's, it's very yeah. easy to. play. You got a good game. You got yeah, a good yeah, game. Yeah, well, I, I was I wasn't sure about it on a Kickstarter, but the last year they're sitting on my. I can. I mean, I got to sit down with the creators of the game, mm-hmm. and then and it, it, they did. It was a blast. And then, um, so it's kind of a dangerous place for addicts. Oh my gosh! Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. But uh, anyway, if we're dropping names I, about games, I mean, you know, never going home. Can't recommend it enough. You need to go out and buy it. Uh, there's a game out uh, called Legendary Kingdoms by Spidermine, and they're in near the Entrepreneur Avenue, and it is a solo RPG game. It's very uh, RPG light. But the writing in this book is an amazing story that goes off on different tangents and stuff. And I met the crew. It's a very small crew. It's like two or three people. And the writing was done primarily by one guy. And just an amazing, amazing thing. It's Spider-Man Games, uh, Legendary Kingdoms is the name of it. So I'm dropping that one. Sweet. 
So, oh, sorry, <laughs> wrong thing. Yeah, I feel like we should probably get close to wrapping up. Uh, we have another panel in about an hour, I think, mm-hmm. some of us anyway. He's got to go buy some games. Yeah, got to go, go buy this game. game. What time? <laughs> Exhibition all closes at 6? Six? 6, six, yeah, six oh, o'clock. Yeah, I want to go. Only got, you get, what, a five-minute walk over there? I got to hustle. Yeah, I want to go burn up an hour as well, probably, yeah. and go do that. So, uh, listeners... This has been a true uh, pleasure to be able to record this episode with these fine gentlemen um, and to do it at the uh, hallowed ground of Gen Con. Um, Please, uh, if you have picked up a book of Blades, which I know you all have, thank you very much for that. Uh, Don't be afraid to post a review to Amazon. Uh, Goodreads is good too, but copy and paste that bad boy over to Amazon and let's pump those numbers. Those are rookie numbers, all right, all right, all right. Or something. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, with that, folks, this is Matt John uh, signing off, and may your swords always remain sharp.